Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our sail through the second season of SpongeBob SquarePants. On this week's episode, I am joined by artist Katsubi, uh, contributor of the SpongeBob SquarePants movie Rehydrated Project, still coming out later this year. Katsubi and I watched the episode Procrastination, which is both as artists are uh, unfortunately a part of our creative process, the the art of procrastination and what brings along with it and the negatives and the positives and what say you. We definitely have a nice conversation about that. We have a conversation about art, but certainly we dive deep right into the episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. So I don't know if I talked about this on last week's episode, but I did want to mention a little bit about our YouTube channel. Uh, moving forward, I am slowly rolling out a rebrand of the YouTube channel and most likely the Facebook channel specifically to be more under the Captain Eric banner so that I can showcase other things I want to make, other videos and other subjects um, associated with Nickelodeon animation. I'm still going to be mainly focusing on the things I enjoy about Nickelodeon, the video games, the movies, the TV shows, the one-offs, things like that. I may bridge out beyond that one day down the road, but who knows where this uh, content creator life will take me. So um, if you want to look for the podcast on YouTube, you can still search for I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. Uh, I'm sure the episodes individually will come up, or at least a few of the popular ones. Uh, but you can also search up Captain Eric. Uh, I did just put up part one of my Super Smash Brothers ultimate level roster of the Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl brand. Uh, so what I did was take the base roster uh, number of 74 fighters of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and I took the idea of Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, and, and what does 74 Nickelodeon fighters look like? What is, you know, if I had to stretch that out from the beginning of Nickelodeon to now, what characters did I pick? So part one of that that covers all of the fighters that I bring up in the 90s is up right now on our YouTube channel. So I would greatly appreciate it if you checked that out. Uh, give me some love over there on YouTube and eventually when I can get that updated on Facebook. But uh, it looks like we are finally going to get up to date with all episodes within the next week. So uh, cue the confetti, cue the uh, the band, cue the uh, trombone player, the saxophone player, the didgeridoo player. We got to throw a party here uh, once the YouTube channel is updated. I know it's a silly thing to be, uh, you know, to celebrate, but you have no idea just like how much, you know, work and, and yeah, a lot of it is on my end. I could have just cranked this all out in one night if I really wanted to. It's not even that a want, like I have the want, but just my body at some point from working all day, just a full 40, you know, 40 hour job and then just all day wanting to come home and getting this stuff done and being able to just do a fraction of what I really want to do. So um, just over the last year with with everything that's been going on, it actually is a big deal for me to finally get everything kind of up to date, everything square so that I can just focus and move forward with other projects I want to make. So uh, if you are a fan of every anything I do, even if it's just this podcast, I really appreciate your support in any way, shape or form, even if it's by subscribing, liking, whatever the YouTube algorithm demands of it. Uh, it's just appreciated on my part. So uh, please enjoy the conversation I have with Katsubi and our watch through of procrastination. Aww. Did you hear that? What not to do at a stoplight? In no less than 800 words. Oh. Did you hear that? 800 words? Yeah, I know. 
Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv slash spongebobpodcast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded in Inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy. That's really fascinating. Are you having a good sleep? Any dreams you'd like to discuss? I remember on the... Spongebob? You and I both know that you're just using me as a distraction so you don't have to write your essay. No, Katsubi, first off, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, And I I figured that whoever would choose this episode when I put the list originally out, I knew some artist out there was going to pick procrastination, an artist who could write, paint, draw, someone who would know that feeling of procrastination and who would understand that episode and would be able to talk about it. So when I saw your name pop up, I knew, all right, when I eventually get to this episode, we're, we're going to have some procrastination talk. Uh, but Katsubi, thank you for coming out of the show today. You're welcome. Uh, as, as an artist, I, I imagine you have run into your own amounts of procrastination. Well, of course I did. Mostly because some of my projects do have their deadlines and it's like, you gotta do this this day, this day, and if you don't do it by now, it's not gonna be in or something like that. Mostly with animation though. Mostly with animations. Now, um, now for these deadlines, are you are you juggling multiple collabs at once? Uh, sometimes. it's It's been a thing. Like, whenever I see one project or something that interests me, I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna join this definitely. But then again, I have like other 30 ones that I'm doing, and I'm like, okay, time to work on all of them at the same time, I guess. Yeah. And procrastinating has been big one on that. Because... Oh, oh, I imagine. Yeah, because like, whenever I'm working on one, I'll be like, I should be doing this one, but then again, I don't, I don't want to because I don't feel tired to, but then again, I should, but I have no idea how to continue it, and then I'm just doing another thing, and another, and another. Until I'm like, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to do it now. I have the inspiration to do this. Until it gets over, I guess. Now, when now before you were animating digitally, uh, did you? where did you start with art? Where was the first beginnings of your, of your introduction with this? Well, I'd say my first um, like actual as a hobbyist artist kind of thing. Well, not a hobbyist. More like, sorry, I'm not sure how to explain it. But it was kind of like starting from... From the MLP fandom, and I was just drawing OCs from bases, and then I started making my own kind of stuff, and people were like, hey, this is actually really good. Some people liked it, I just kept going and going, and it became something really good for me, like a big comfort for art. 
Yeah, I mean, you started you started putting your stuff out publicly. The feedback helped you, I imagine, in some way, just pushing you forward and making more art. Exactly, because like it's really, it's really something for me. It helps helps me out with I don't know stress and stuff. Just seeing my characters being there, like in life, kind of just just having their own kind of space in a cartoony world. It makes me feel like, hey, I made this under a cartoon. They could be in a show or something, and I'm like making them. Oh my, that's real amazing. Yeah, the feedback is everything. I have such anxiety before I post any episode, before I post any video, anything I've made, like even a small little tweet. It's like, all right, I, I hope, hey, somebody out there likes this. And even if it's a few people, like if I get a few thumbs up or something, it's just, it's a good fuel to continue doing it. Yeah, I feel it in that one. I don't get as many, many interests like I did before, but it's definitely better than what I did back when I was in YouTube. And I'm really glad that I managed to go beyond that. It's 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 really good the support I get now and the art on how much I improved too. Yeah, it's always good to go where the support is, no matter what the platform is. If it's going to be beneficial to you in any way, shape, or form, just just move. Exactly, exactly. I agree with that. Now I imagine you're a fan of SpongeBob. Um, where where does he? F fit into your life where do you were you there watching him right when he started on television did you find him later on when he was you know getting up with more seasons and whatnot where, where do you think you where did you start with spongebob there i'll be honest spongebob was the first cartoon i ever saw since i was born according to what my mom says and i've been loving spongebob since i was a kid uh, i consider myself a really big fan of it I've watched every season, I watch every episode, I have a lot of merchandise myself. And personally, I have a lot of love towards the creator because he's he and SpongeBob inspired me to be able to create my own stuff as well. Like my animations, my car my characters, my stories, my ideas. All became from Sipping Hillenbury, his inspiration towards me and the little sponge he made. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? Isn't it beautiful how one person's idea can just inspire others? You you don't even have to go in the same in the same path as SpongeBob. Just but but seeing it, seeing the episodes, seeing the car characters, the designs could put thoughts in your head on to go into a completely different direction. Exactly, and like it's something that actually sticks in my mind. Like, would Hillenburg would have made SpongeBob if he knew the success that it was going to become? No, he just became created a cartoon and something he liked, and I would have done that. I want to do that too, create something that I enjoy doing and also looking at my screen like, hey, I like this. That's, you know, that's really important to, to keep in mind at all times is it, you always have to be happy with the stuff you're making. I mean, um, we're, I don't want to just use the word content creator, but we're all artists in some way um, with what we're making. It could just be drawings, digital art, could be videos, it could be music. Um, yeah, I agree with that. For me, I think either art or small animations like animatics that I do make me like fulfill that dream of having, you know, making something out of or of a view. Like you, you created that. You made something. You should be proud of yourself for putting yourself through that work, even with all the procrastination that was in between the work. And you, you did it. You did something. You have a piece of art that it's really good and it makes you feel like really awesome, even after all the procrastination you did towards it. Yeah. No matter what it is, if you can stand back and smile, your friends are going to dig it. Your family's going to dig it. 
Um, and that's all that matters at the end of the day is that you're happy. When other people like it, hey, that's just icing on the cake. Yeah, exactly. But, it's yeah. like, yeah. But procrastination is is a problem. Now, I learned at a very young age when it came to deadlines of projects that for some reason, and I didn't discover this until I was older, but I just worked better under pressure. I, I, I worked better working on a project the night before it was due than if I did it throughout the entire time that I had. I know that's not true of everybody, but I don't know. I just there was just something about the the drive of needing to get it done was always stronger, and I always got my best work as an artist. Uh, anytime I had to do any schoolwork, uh, writings, anything like that. I mean, yeah, I feel you on that one. I'm like, I'm the type too that they'll say that at the last minute because the pressure actually gives you that thought of I'm gonna do this now. Or it's now or, ne or never. But as a way of thought, I think that procrastination kind of helped me too. Because, like, for example, take in mind I have something to deliver on five days. And the, on the first day, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this because I don't, I don't feel inspired. But then the, the last day, I'm like, after all this time of relaxing and thinking, I think I'm actually inspired to do this. And I'm doing it the best that I can. And right. somehow I nail it in the end. Right, right. You're you're hitting it you're hitting it right in the head there. Um, now this episode that you chose, procrastination, is a season two episode, part one of the thirty seventh episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, and it first premiered on October nineteenth, two thousand one, which is uh, over <laughs> over twenty years ago, which is just crazy. It's almost almost twenty years ago. We're almost there. We're almost at the twentieth anniversary of this episode, this October. Yeah, uh, it was written by Walt Dorn, Paul Tibbet, and Doug Lawrence, and this is actually Mr. Lawrence's last writing credit for SpongeBob SquarePants until I believe season seven. Mm -hmm. That is true. I did, I did some search on it, and uh, that's true. As a matter of fact, I can't believe it's like been so old already. Like I wasn't even born that time yet. Somehow close, and I feel like wow, this show is getting old, and so am I. <laughs> Oh, put yourself in my shoes. God. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, no, no, you're fine. I, I notice it all the time where all of the characters... Like, I, I've bought in more Nickelodeon stuff as an adult than I did as a kid because they're, it's so much... There's so much merchandise now for people my age, like the millennials, of just like, hey, remember these characters? Buy them on a shirt. Uh, now they're like meme figures of them, like the actual memes of the... The, well, the actual SpongeBob memes are now are now figures from pop from Funkos, I think. I'm not sure. Like the the imagination one even became one. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Funko is behind those set of vinyl figures, but yeah, the the set of meme vinyl figures are ones that I I wanted to collect. I I am a pop collector, but I didn't. I'm very leery about doing anything outside of pop. So even as a SpongeBob fan, I was like, ah, the price and the amount of them. I don't want to collect these, and now I'm kicking myself in the pants for not collecting them because they're they're getting up there. Uh, I don't see many many of those here because I live in a country that doesn't have really that much culture on SpongeBob. But I managed to get like a few things, like I don't know the usual Kinder toy thing that would come with a little SpongeBob keychain. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely beautiful, though. 
We got to get you some SpongeBob merch because literally every store around me has tons of SpongeBob stuff. Well, that's really cool. We'll get you like a SpongeBob care package out from the podcast. <laughs> that will be awesome, though. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. <laughs> All right, um, so as far as this episode goes, it, it's it's an episode. I've There's a few of these that I've said before that there are episodes out there that are very entry level episodes that if you were to, to introduce SpongeBob to a new viewer and you maybe didn't want to pick the first episode, this is an episode you could show to someone who doesn't know anything about Spongebob because it's incredibly relatable. Exactly. It, it hits upon something that a lot of people deal with, which is the, the art of procrastination, which Spongebob is an expert level of because just like I mentioned, not, not only, and we'll go through everything, but not only did he... Uh, not do his project throughout any part of the night, but with with mere minutes before it was due, was able to finish the project. That's that pressure that you and I were talking about. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of pressure that that we all kind of been there through it and just lived it and totally got burned off for it sometimes. But yeah. Now, starting with this essay, uh, eight hundred words in a day. Is that, do you think that's too much to ask of somebody for, for an 800-word essay for one day? I'll, I'll be honest. That That is too much. I barely, in my writing essays, I only get like 200 or like three. And that's like a lot, even for a driving license. I don't know if it works on USA or something, they pass off or something, but it's like, bunch of, take a break. That's too much. That's too much, honey. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it, it really, Um, I mean, I know he was excited about it. Which, which was played up for comedy, but I don't know. There was just something where I, I, I'm like, the fact that it got canceled in, in the end anyway, just a day later, it would be one thing if she gave a week for this project and then maybe two days in said, okay, everybody, stop it. It's canceled. But uh, Mrs. Puff is not a good planner in this in this regard at all. Oh, I'm like, she just, just straight up send their students to make a 800 essay for the next day like who makes that yeah. in a day yeah 20, like, here's your homework tonight 800 words um <laughs> now hey look spongebob the way he wrote it in the end really wouldn't be considered an essay i mean it's just a list but hey 800 words is 800 words uh, you got it in i don't know how many of those other students would have actually done it the way spongebob did Probably none of them did, did anything knowing how the students on that on, on that place are because you know they, they, they do that the at the first glance of the episode, he was like, do you know 800 words? He probably didn't care about the essay at all. <laughs> no, no, probably not. No, I mean, no one's going to want to write that much. No, exactly. It's too much. Even SpongeBob, I... for some reason, he has the enthusiasm to write an essay, but then when it comes to actually like sitting down and doing it, you don't. Yeah, he's just, he's just like... Oh, I'm gonna do this because he wants his driving license really bad. But then he's like, "Oh, oh, oh." Now that 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 was interesting because we ran um on the version we were watching, we ran into actual two deleted scenes, um that were cut from future airings of this episode. Uh, the first of which is uh, there's a few moments when SpongeBob looks out his window in this episode. Uh, one of one one of them shows a completely different landscape than you what you would expect in Bikini Bottom. It wasn't sand or underwater at all. It was like the mountains. It was almost like a little Bob Ross painting in his window for a second. Um, 
But the next time he looks out his window, it just seems like it's the greatest day ever going on outside as he's writing his essay. Oh, I did search. There were some deleted scenes in this, but I think I didn't notice it that time. Yeah, well, so eventually what was deleted is as this best day is going on, there's a carnival going on in the background. Squidward's out there having fun. Gary's out there. Uh, there's a scene of Patrick putting some sun tan lotion or sunblock on Sandy, uh, and he's telling SpongeBob to, to come on outside. That scene was later cut because I guess some parents thought that it looked like Patrick was unbuttoning Sandy's uh, bikini top. I'm not going to lie to you. Just rubbing some suntan lotion on her uh, or sunscreen or whatnot. Um, so that was one of the cut parts. The second cut part, which I actually is, is a very obvious one, is when SpongeBob daydreams about having his driver's license. It cuts to a live action shot of a drag racer uh, wiping out. Uh, just starting the race, hitting a wall, and the car flips over and skids across the, the the track. And SpongeBob comes back from that thought just actually really happy with what he was thinking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the thing I love that. Yeah, that was... I don't remember actually seeing that on TV now that I think about it. So that's 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 something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. look, it's a funny gag, and it's definitely one that's... Um, like, I'm glad Nickelodeon, like... They clearly signed off on it at first and put it out there on television, so it's not their fault that people complained later on. So, you know, hey, they did what they had to do, but, you know, we got to see it today, so I'm glad about that. Yeah, and this, the Sandy scene is kind of like, uh, it's not really looking that bad. I think what's concerning me is that it's how dead inside she looks on that scene, like just smiling at the nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was really satisfied with that crash. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, as he continues going on, now he starts, what's weird is when he starts out his essay at first, he gets about eight words in, but then it, over the course of the evening decides to restart the essay. Um, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself there, but I, I found that that was really odd that he didn't just continue on from his original eight words. I think that's probably part of the procrastination thing because the first product you think about it, even if it's not finished, you'll be like, hmm, this isn't, this isn't good. I'm going to just do it all over again because I feel like, like it's not going to work this way. Like you start with something, you're like, how do I continue this? And you don't know. So you start all over again thinking, I'm going to do better this time. Oh, yeah. You know what? You're right. I really didn't put that into account because I have done that in the past with some, with some projects where I've just thrown my hands up in the air and said, nope, done with it. Going to restart. So that's there. That's definitely a part of it. Uh, Gary Gary gets involved. Now, Patrick Patrick enticing SpongeBob to come outside. He doesn't really know what SpongeBob has to do, but Gary has some inside information. He knows SpongeBob has an essay to get done. Um, now, as SpongeBob tries to, once he knows that Gary is around, he immediately tries to do everything he can with Gary. He wants to hang out with Gary, do something with Gary, but Gary pretty much puts him in his place and says, uh, you know, hey, man, aren't, aren't you supposed to get your essay done? <laughs> no, yeah, that, that's true, though. And he's like, he's like, um, Gary knows. He obviously knows that his owner just is lacking off right now, but in reality, yeah, he should probably just start working on the essay right now, even if it kind of explains things. So um, it's kind of good Gary to remind him that they had to work on the thingy. 
might as well just relax a bit, you know, because he doesn't really do anything else, like, stop him. Just looks at him like, okay. Yeah, and now, so. now look at the energy he eventually would have to write that essay. Imagine if he would have just exerted that energy right then and there. He would be done in, in what, 10 minutes? Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the night is his. He can do whatever he wants. You know, I think that's actually the magic of procrastination kind of thing. Because, like, it leads you to um to this kind of mental, um, this kind of um thing on your brain. Like, the whole motivation, inspiration, and energy to do it. And, like, full-on concentration to be like, I'm going to do this now. And no things going to distract me because the ideas are flowing in your head. You know what you're going to do after so much done before. Like, you know, he starts writing about don't see your snail like he was doing with Gary and other stuff. Well, that's probably what procrastination helps with. It influences you to do another stuff. Like, it helps you out to know what you can do next time and that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And and here's the thing. It is a big mind over matter type situation. I, I hear... I, I know fellow artists who will lay in bed in the mornings and, and know of things that they have to get done and just don't have the energy. And it, it really has to be like if you know what you have to get done, you have to push for it. Uh, and it's OK to to take breaks and goof off a little bit. It's that mm -hmm. pressure is a powerful weapon. Um, you just got to use it correctly and don't don't always do it to yourself because constantly having that the highs and the lows is just not healthy yeah i do agree though because there has, there has to be a middle thing i i suppose in that kind of situation yeah yeah absolutely um now eventually at some point now he he goes and feeds gary he basically forces an entire food a box of food onto gary but i don't think gary is complaining whatsoever because he's able to eat it in one bite uh, but I love SpongeBob's little assertion that um, I need to make sure I need to I need to stay here and watch you eat this whole all this food. I need to make sure you eat everything. Yeah, Gary's like, nope, you're going to make this essay, and he just eats it one whole bite. Like, bye. Uh, absolutely, he gets out of he gets out of town. SpongeBob then immediately goes to cleaning his kitchen, making it entirely uh, cleaning it to the point where everything is chrome. It looks like the future episode. It looks like the future episode, SB129. Uh, I love I love the idea that if you scrub something hard enough, it's just going to look like chrome. Yeah, that's, not, that's <laughs> a really nice thing. <laughs> um, I think at this part when he comes back, to, no, I think at this point now post-kitchen, post he decides to call Patrick, who is sleeping in his bed. Poor Patrick, I mean... Unfortunately, they don't have texting in Bikini Bottom, so he can't just be like, hey, are you up? So, unfortunately, he's got a call. Um, this conversation with Patrick that we have is one of my favorite that the two has has had through the entire run of the show. Um, because it's allowed to be goofy and at the same time um, have a completely just different dynamic with these characters. And that Patrick is kind of running the conversation in a... He's just on top of SpongeBob no matter what he's saying. Yeah, I'd say that's that enough. Yeah, I said that that's actually like um, something really unexpected from Patrick because you know how he's really laid back, that kind of stuff. And Patrick's like, uh, "Hey, don't you have something to do? Why are you why are you waking me up? Waking me up at 
3 a.m. to listen to you if I'm sleeping and you have to do an essay. Like, what are you doing, SpongeBob? SpongeBob like, SpongeBob like. I I imagine just to, I imagine to fill in the gap of information there is that we didn't see the scene where Patrick maybe came to SpongeBob's door to get him to go outside and SpongeBob said, "Yeah, I can't come out. I'm doing an essay." And Patrick was pissed off about that and decided, "Oh, you're going to call me at 3 in the morning and and just talk, make conversation." Yeah. Get your essay like... done. <laughs> oh my god. Um now SpongeBob uh, at some point we, we get the the big the part where he, he puts in all of this effort. You think he's putting in this, this beautiful masterpiece of an essay. He gets a pretty beautiful the done, but that's about it. Um, he falls asleep and wakes up to the sound uh, of the mailman at the door. Who they start just... I don't know if any of you start conversations with your mailman, but... Um, you know, I, I there are friendly male people out there, and you might have small talk about the weather or what's going on in sports, things like that. But um, I don't know. SpongeBob's very awkward in this situation, even though it's 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 spoiler a dream. Uh, it, it he just he's so weird, and the, the mailman is clearly just not having any of it. Of course, yeah, that's that's probably because SpongeBob's just trying his best to get something to get him distracted from the essay. Like, hey, how are you doing, Pa? How's the family? How's the weather like? Oh my god. I, I do have to assert that uh, pump, pumpernickel bread is my choice between the two. Uh, I, I don't know what the mailman never honestly answered that question because he then also immediately called out SpongeBob on not getting his on his, his essay done. But I, I kind of would like to know his answer, his stance on the on the bread situation. Don't know why. That sounds like a really interesting question right there. <laughs> um, we get this. We now just go through this dream sequence where a lot of inanimate objects are coming to life and enticing SpongeBob in various ways. His his chair, for example, comes to life and, and reminds me of Cherry from Pee-wee's Playhouse. I don't know if you know what that is, but um, has, a, has a character that has eyes and talks and is a chair and um, entices SpongeBob to come sit down. So, you know, hey, relax. You don't need to do anything. Um... For some reason, fire gets involved in this in this part of the dream as well, with even a little fire character bringing up SpongeBob's procrastination and him not getting his essay done. It's a very trippy dream sequence. I actually enjoy it. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if you do as well. No, of course I do because it's like a fantasy kind of show of how. Exactly, it feels like to have a deadline like right next to you, like just looking at you, like, hey, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, and it's like pushing you over the limit and having you this fantasy of things that are going to happen if you don't do it right. If you don't do it right, this will happen. If you don't do it right, your house gets on fire. Like, it's fun to happen. Yeah, uh, I think definitely the, um, the the one part that really hits hits home is when his clock comes to life and that voice that comes through. Uh, time's up, Spongebob. Yeah, exactly. That's another point there, because, like, you have no more time, and you didn't do anything. Why? You did nothing. You you had eight words, and then you restarted, <laughs> then you, and you only had one. Uh, a really fancy world, though. Eventually, Spongebob's entire house just gets engulfed in flames, and, and his house himself 
yells at SpongeBob as to why he just couldn't get his essay done. Uh, exactly. I, I love Spo I love that <laughs> there might be some sentience to SpongeBob's house since we know that Squidward's house has some sort of sentience. Oh wait, you're right. Yeah, we got to keep. You got to. You got to stay clear of Squidward's house. <laughs> oh. Well, that's a good thing that they get, it didn't go on fire either. Otherwise, he would have Squidward yelling at him too for not doing his essay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, the essay, when SpongeBob wakes up, he has... Now, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, if you've missed an, missed an alarm and have just instinctively have woken up before you were supposed to, but um, SpongeBob wakes up before school starts, but as I just double-checked, he only had five minutes now before the essay was due at Mrs. Puffs, uh, which it's incredible that a boating school would just be this strict. I I don't know. It's it's crazy. But um, with only five minutes to spare, now, mind you, not only is it five minutes for him to write that essay, it's five minutes for him to write that essay and run it over to Mrs. Puffs boating school. Thank you. It's either SpongeBob it becomes like have like he really just goes through it like his mind just full of ideas and he just writes them over like he's probably just riding his bike kind of thing like riding on them like that's fast fast as light because he has the power of fascination over his head or something like that and he's like rushing it and when he comes to the the voting booth he's like I did it I did it oh my god I well he did this he did the smart thing. Which was the essay? The essay was supposed to be eight hundred words at what you're not supposed to do at a stoplight, and SpongeBob exactly. decides to just list everything that he did over the course of the night. Every bit of procrastination. You shouldn't feed your snail at a stop uh, stoplight. You shouldn't uh, slide on your chair. You shouldn't. You know, what were some of the other things? There's an entire list here. Hold on. You procrastinate at least two. <laughs> oh, procrastinate! I'm sure is is definitely at the list. You shouldn't you shouldn't procrastinate at a stoplight. I don't know about you, That's but true. that would not be anything. Um, but yeah, he just goes through all the stuff, like everything he did throughout the entire night. Writes this entire list, gets it to Mrs. Puff, only to find out that Mrs. Puff just decided to cancel the project, and. Uh, and that they're just going to take a field trip to a stoplight, which is a pretty weak substitution. Like, it's a better idea, I guess, for a boating school. Instead of having people write 800 words, yeah, just go to a stop stoplight. Tell them the importance of it, you know. Uh, I got yeah. I got the other things. You shouldn't. Although, here's one thing I would argue with SpongeBob. He writes, uh, this is his list. Are you ready? Um, yes. Feeding, feeding Gary. Uh, talking to friends, drinking water, making a sandwich, uh, shooting the breeze with the mailman, lighting candles, karate chopping the TV, falling asleep. It's a pretty good list so far, but I disagree with drinking water. I think at a stop, a stoplight, you're perfectly fine to quickly take a sip of water in your car. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. If you're stopping there, you're just like, oh, then how drink? So I think that's, that, that's probably... Well, that's gonna that's, be crossed out. That's that's just a nitpick, but but yeah. So um, this ending of this episode is is funny. The the end little gag there is that SpongeBob just kind of rips up his paper and then he himself rips in half. I 
you you cheered at that moment and I cheered at that moment. I have felt like that before. I have felt like that where I've been in those moments where I've worked really hard on something and then it turns out it it, it was all for nothing. I've been there, I've been through too. Not only with school projects, but with art too. Like one day, one one time, I was just like like getting something done for a magazine thing for portfolios, and um, I was like getting done for the next day because I was like doing it the last minute, like turning turning myself up. And when I when I send it, the moment I send it in the Google form, they're like, "Hey guys, we're getting a, an extension." Oh my god! Oh goodness! <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's a perfect example right there. I, I said honestly, that I can bring myself up. <laughs> I honestly, um, the only thing I can think of that that is even relevant to this is that there was an essay I had to do in college that I waited to the night before to write. Um, I don't remember how long exactly it had to be, but being it, that it was a college paper, it definitely wasn't anything small. Um, <laughs> it actually, you know what's weird, and I don't mind saying this, it might have been my final. It might have been the final paper. Um, but what ended up happening was I, I was watching, I was binging the, the TV show Lost at the time. And... Mm -hmm. On this night, I had just finished the show. I had watched the finale. It was like maybe 6 p.m., finished the show, and I was like, wow, and I sat back. And then I found a way to incorporate Lost into my final paper. So I spent the next few hours just typing about the show I had just watched and found a very sneaky way to just work it in and... Here's the crazy part. It worked because I got a good grade on that paper. <laughs> nice job, though. Thank you. Thank you. I don't recommend anyone else do that. Do, do not follow what I did. Do the exact opposite. But, hey, if it works for you, it works. Uh, Katsu... It did because... Sorry. No, no. What were you saying? It, it did for me. actually won because, like... It went kind of like that, except that I wrote it about the, the new SpongeBob movie, uh, SpongeBob on the Run. How did you, uh, did you enjoy that movie? I, I'm not gonna lie, I preferred the first and the second one a lot better, but it was good. The animation was awesome, so that's a good point there. That's exactly, I mean, that's the my exact thoughts. Bravo, exactly. the, the animation was absolutely gorgeous, but uh, definitely... Yes. Something was off about that movie. I, I hope they get to bounce back again. I hope there's another theatrical SpongeBob movie. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Not everything mm -hmm. has to go to Paramount Plus. Please. <laughs> Katsubi, um, I before even giving you an opportunity to plug your Twitter, I just want to say, um, I went to your Twitter and just your art is gorgeous. I enjoy I enjoy your style a great deal. Well, thank you so much. I actually bust myself a lot on cartoons that I watched through the years. Like not only SpongeBob, like others like I don't know, Soul Park and um, um, a lot of Pony, that kind of stuff. And um, your part in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie Rehydrated Project, you actually the the scene that you have, it's during the um the bubble scene, correct? When they're in the bathroom. Yeah, the bubble scene. I had I actually, I actually had three scenes. Oh, the three the more. bubble scene. What were the other two? Um, the bubble scene and the one where Sponge just like say cheese and a collab I did with Nostalgia Boy and Rotask 
where where uh, Mr. Krabs gets frozen. I animated Mr. Krabs. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Well, glad to hear that you'll be a part of the, the, the movie in more ways than just one scene. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I've been there since the beginning, kind of. What was that part? I've been there actually since the beginning, kind of. Um, oh, before it like, became... Yeah, before it blew up, like it blew up, like just a, a lot of people just signing all the answers in one day. Um, I I was like being a part of it and being prom promoting stuff about it. And like, I was the one who made the idea of sending it to Bale. Like, you know, Bale's give him 80 something. He, he posted my poster on the video and promoted the project. And that's how everyone got in. And that's actually my poster. And it was such an honor, let me tell you. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations on that. That's that's awesome. Thanks. I didn't even know about that. Well, this is this is an honor then. Th thank you. I, I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you signing up so early on when you did. Um, there's going to be more episodes because we do have some time coming out before the movie. But even after that, K Katsumi, I would love to feature you on the podcast again if you're ever willing to come on. Oh, I'd love to, honestly. Yes. I appreciate that. Um, do you have uh, any anything you'd like to plug? Your your Twitter, any other social media? Oh, my Instagram. I have more follower kind of there, and I post more stuff often often there. Sure. So that's something. Oh. Uh, it's 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 the same. Okay. What's uh what's your your username over on Instagram? Uh, Katsubi. We have double uh, I little E. Uh, let me. Oh, sorry. I don't know how to say this word on English. I'm Spanish. I'm really sorry. <laughs> you're good. You're good. I'm going to just type it here. There you go. Now, I will, uh, for any of the uh, listeners of the podcast, or if you're listening to this on YouTube or any uh, any video methods, if there is a description that you can find, I will have links to uh, Katsubi's uh, Twitter and Instagram, both of them in there. So please check out, check out the art. Uh, give some likes, give some comments, spread the love, get good vibes, and bring the joy of SpongeBob everywhere you go. And don't forget to stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> and stay tuned for the SpongeBob SquarePants movie Rehydrated in November. Check that out, everybody listening. It's going to be a blast. Uh, it will. What was that? It will be a blast. Trust me. I've been there, and it's going to be awesome. Oh, I can't wait for everybody to see it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Katsubi. Oh, yeah, thank you for inviting me. Well, more like I'm enjoying it, but thank you so much for taking me in on this. It's oh. my first podcast ever, and it's an honor to be here. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that it was your first. I'm glad this was a good experience. I hope this was a good experience for you. I don't want to assume. No, no, it was. Trust me. It was the first podcast ever, and I loved it. Awesome to hear. Well, we'll have you on again. <laughs> okay, I'll see you next time then. Stay tuned. Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod. 
You can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv slash spongebobpodcast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy.